Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. All right, we are here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We are live, if you are listening, on Sunday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. Holy Time right here in the land of Israel, or if it's between 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time on Sunday. We are live. You can call into the show and you can comment or weigh in on the issues that we are speaking about on the show. We'd love to hear from you. Our phone numbers are on the top of our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Today I'm asking the question, what do the leftists want? And I'm asking that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I'm going to give you an, an answer. And uh, we're going to be talking about five shorts. That means like short pieces in the news. The state of gold, America polarized to a point of no return. The corpse of the Syrian nation state. These are interesting topics, huh? And uh, more. Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University. He has authored over 80 books. Well, actually, today soon to be 90 books now, and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideastern world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. Okay, so I wake up in the morning, I put on the news in Israel, and what do I hear? I hear the talking heads, which are usually, mostly and usually leftists, very, very left-wing secular Jews, and they are talking about the terrible violence that went on in Hebron, uh, slash Kiryat Arba, and uh, that was, uh, let me just explain to our listeners, this last week went, last weekend was the reading of the Torah portion of Chayet Sarah, the life of Sarah, and it is a customary thing to go and spend the Shabbat, the Sabbath, in Hebron for that uh, for that weekend, because Sarah was buried in the cave of the patriarchs, which is in Hebron. Abraham, our forefather, bought that for his family, and his wife was buried there, and his son, and his uh, daughter-in-law, and his grandchildren, etc. And he himself, of course. And he himself, of course, yes. So a very holy, holy place for the Jewish people. And uh, Yishmael is buried there as well, being one of Abraham's sons. And so the Muslims uh, go there as well, and they usually get most of the access to it. But on this weekend especially, our uh, forces, our security forces go down there in order to make sure everyone's going to be safe and there are not going to be any attacks. Uh, usually it is from the, or I should say always, basically from the Arabs onto the Jews. But this time, this weekend, apparently the Jews fought back. And that's what made the news, not the constant attacks on Jews that are getting shot at, uh, being have uh, rocks when I say rocks, I'm not talking about a little stone. I'm talking about heavy, dense, brick-like rocks 
uh, thrown at them through their windshields, at them when they're walking, etc. And this time, Jews took the rocks and threw them back at the Arabs that that had first thrown it at them. And uh, there there was some pushing and shoving, etc., with Arabs uh, in the middle of the street. Uh, and uh, Jews were walking down the street on that path going to and from the uh, cave of the patriarchs and the uh, the Jewish section of Hebron, and I should say the present Jewish section because Hebron is a Jewish. Read the read the Bible, my friends. It was the part of the land of Israel and still is, and uh, all this going on. But the leftists are looking in any way. This is my opinion now. In any way, standing on their heads, looking over their shoulders, looking front, back, upside down, inside out, to try to find anything that they can try to condemn Itamar Ben-Gvir and or the right-wing slash religious Jewish voters who voted, by the way, in democratic elections. And there is not the uh, suspicions of voter fraud here in Israel as you have in the United States, as you have in Brazil. Our voting system... Uh, that we use is pretty, pretty reliable, I should say, pretty reliable. And uh, this was done in democratic re- elections. The left and the liberals and the and uh, etc. are always saying we have to have democracy, democracy, even over religion. And here they got their democracy, but because they're not happy with the results, which means that the right wing religious party uh, got. to be the third largest political party in Israel today after these elections, the left is going crazy, not just in Israel, but also in the United States from the Biden administration who says that they do not want to work even with an Israeli government that has Itamar Ben-Gvir in it. And I should say that is disrespectful to Israel that the United States under the Biden administration or under any administration should respect the will of the people of another country in kosher, legal, democratic elections. And they should not say who they, they're uh, going to do business with if the, they don't like what the people's response was. So then, then okay, so you don't want to have anything to do with Israel? Don't have anything to do with Israel. But to try to twist the arm of the prime minister and, uh, and doing these things, I, I don't think that is showing respect for the people of Israel or democracy, by the way. And I want to say here also that if you don't like the results of what you're always talking about, left wing and, and liberals, etc., about freedom and about democracy, 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 well, now you've got it. And just because you don't like it, listen, I got a lot of governments I didn't like. I never went and, and said it was illegitimate here in Israel. Uh, you know, I, we did say that uh, Benny, um, I should say, sorry. Oh, now help me, Dr. Murakai ben Menachem. Uh, Bennett. <laughs> Bennett becoming prime minister was not a good democratic thing because he only got six seats out of 120. So that, that was just wheeling and dealing and just really political uh, corruption. But we won't go there now. We don't have time for that. I just want you to know that when you see footage on the news, on YouTube and other places showing the settler violence against the poor, poor Arab terrorists, you should know that they're showing you the footage that they want to show you. They're not necessarily showing you the footage of what went on right before that event where the Jews were being attacked first. All right.
Weigh in, Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem. <clears throat> I'll tell you a story. Um, uh, many years ago, I was involved with a, uh, a three-way deal where um, Amma Shokin, the owner and publisher of, of the newspaper, the Haaretz, which is uh, the far, far, far left newspaper here, um, he had a uh, brother-in-law that he really despised. So he decided to buy a, uh, uh, buy a company for the brother-in-law to run um, because it was his intention to destroy him. So he bought a company that he knew would fold. Um, I was talking, I mean, I, I knew him well at the time. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in contact with him today, thank God. But he's probably one of the most despicable persons I've ever met. And, and some of the comments that he made, um, for instance, was, uh, uh, if the right wing, this was just after, this was in 1982, so it was just shortly after Begin was elected for the second time. And people aren't aware of it, people certainly don't remember it, but during that election campaign, um, uh, uh, it was against Shimon Peres, and he actually had the, 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 the gall, the, the, the disgusting goal to show, to, to describe uh, Mahmoud Begin as a Nazi. And this was, of course, condoned by uh, Amushokin, as I said, a respectable individual. And he said that um, he will cause the destruction of the Begin government, even if it means destroying the entire country of Israel. So if you're talking about the left, the so-called left, they aren't left, they, 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 they pretend to be left. They, there's nothing socialistic about them. The left is usually, used to be a concept of, 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 of economics, that they, they, they desired socialism. These people aren't socialists. These people are simply bloodthirsty power suckers that have no interest in the people whatsoever. And it's the same thing in Israel and in the United States and in Europe. We see it over and over and over again what the left does is they suck people dry. Okay, so any in any case, I I I'm, I agree with you what you said. I would go even further and bring this on a more spiritual level and say that I look at these people as power hungry people who don't want to uh, to uh, admit or to acknowledge that there's a God in this world. I call them the modern Tower of Babel people. And they want to take, uh, you know, people are just bricks in 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 the wall uh, of the um, of the Tower of Babel. Go ahead. We got a minute until we have to go uh, to a break. Okay. Um, are we with? Are you with me, Doctor Mordechai Ben Menachem? Did I lose you? I'm here. I hear you. Ah, okay. Go ahead. So we have a caller. Let's get him on really quickly. Um, and we have a caller. Hi there, caller. What is uh, your comment or question? Antonio. Antonio. And, Go ahead. Yes. And I'd like to ask, um, Israel is a Jewish state, and it should remain a Jewish state. Other countries and nations have their own uh, rights. Israel, I don't care who it is, belongs to it, to all the Jews, number one. Number two, the left want to have globalism control the world and replace Hashem. That's not going to happen, period. It's supposed to end. They can try, and they will fail. That's all. 
All right. Good point. So I yeah, think he's I, I kind think of agreeing with only, me like because globalism, right, like Tower of Babel, it's, you know, everybody's together, <laughs> one language, one one uh, culture, and then God disperses them. Go ahead really quick before the break. Thanks for calling to me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mordechai. Oh, okay. I, I think it's obvious. Clearly, you're, you're correct. I, I don't think, uh, I think things are basically, the world has changed over the past few decades. And uh, uh, if God did things in a, in a sort of uh, uh, a secretive manner in the previous century, he's doing things very clearly and very openly now. And if you come against him, you're not going to have a good time with it. All right. Thanks for your call, uh, Antonio. Appreciate you calling in. Okay. Thank you. Be well. Bye-bye. Okay, we're going to go to a break uh, right now. And when we get back, we have a lot of other topics to talk about. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a taste of what's going on here in Israel. What are the news stories now? How they're trying to show the settler movement, which is, again, the wholesome salt-of-the-earth families. That's what we're talking about. And, yes, there are crazies in every segment of society. But we're also facing a lot of violence and not necessarily is the IDF always protecting us. They they just want to keep the peace a lot. That's their orders. We'll be right back. All right, we are back here at the Tamar Yuna Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And we, are, we were talking in the last segment about the news in Israel and about the weekend in Hebron, in the city of Hebron. And now we're going to get to more international news and five shorts right now from Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, who is our guest. What would you like to start with? Okay, let's just five short news items, which I think are relevant to all of us and that we should be aware of. And I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go through them rather, rather quickly. And uh, of course, again, if anyone wants to uh, chime in, that's fine. Uh, first of all, China. COVID cases in China remain at an absurd level of 16,000 new cases per day. This affects the oil prices for the entire world. This has a direct effect on supply chains. Most, uh, a large portion of the inflation that we're seeing in the Western world today is not a result of over demand. It's a result of under supply. And the shortages are being caused mostly by the, uh, um, uh, on one hand, the, the, the Chinese uh, um, uh, COVID policies, and the other hand, the over-reliance upon China as the so-called manufacturer of the world that the West got itself into. So that's just one item. The second item, um, the, Lon- the London Metal Exchange is the largest um, uh, commodities exchange for metals in the world. Uh, the Biden administration has been pressuring them very heavily to boycott Russia. They decided this past week that they refuse to ban Russian metals, which is, of course, a, 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 an intelligent decision for once. Um, People re- need to be aware that Russia is the world's largest supplier of the vast majority of metallic compounds, metallic um, um, commodities, pardon me, uh, in the world. The idea of banning Russian 
commodities from the world, particularly metals, uh, 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 steel, uh, copper, uh, tungsten, uh, platinum, etc., etc., is a stupid idea. It is not possible to implement. The world as a whole cannot replace the, uh, what, what, what Russia supplies. We just don't have it. The major, uh, a large portion of the world's metals come from Russia. Third item. Chinese announced a, um, um, a, a new drone. Everybody's familiar today with drones, with uh, 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 unmanned aerial vehicles. This is called MD-22. It's a hypersonic drone, which means it's capable of a speed of Mach 7. Those not unfamiliar with the terminology, Mach means it's seven times. Mach is the speed of sound, so it flies the speed seven times the speed of sound. It has a range of 4,000 kilometers, which is phenomenal. Both of those data points are phenomenal. The U.S. has nothing even close to it. People need to be aware, particularly people in the United States, that every month the United States, in terms of military technology, is falling farther behind. Another item which is close to this one. Everyone is probably aware that there was a... Uh, a missile strike in Poland last week that killed two people. Right. Um, Poland is a member of NATO. Poland has no functional air defense system. Neither does anyone else in NATO. Neither does the United States. All air defense systems in NATO countries, including the United States, are based, first of all, upon the American system, which is called the Patriot system. I have had the opportunity to audit the, the system twice. The Patriot system has been around now for more than three decades. It has never once succeeded in taking down an enemy aircraft in combat. Never. Compare that to Israel's Iron Dome, which has shot down tens of thousands of enemy aircraft. NATO said that the, the missile that was fired was an air defense missile. The size of the explosion makes that doubtful. Somehow, NATO radar did not detect an incoming missile. That is incomprehensible. They still claim that they don't know where it came from a week after it struck. That is incomprehensible. Obviously, just as we saw with the with the sabotage of the uh, 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 um, uh, Nord Stream pipelines, it's clear that they're lying to us. So what are you implying then? I'm just not implying anything. I'm reporting the news right now. It's clear that these things are lies, just as we don't know, still don't know what really happened in the Baltic with the, um, with the Nord Stream. We don't know what happened with, in Poland with this missile that struck. They're hiding information from the public. We do not know what's happened. They're lying to us. Okay, so stop for a moment. I want to just play right now, okay? And try to get my, you know, try to get our head in a different sphere and say, if this was a false flag operation by the West, what would be the goal or purpose? Oh, that's clear. So say. I mean, Zelensky, who I think is a horrible person, um, made it very clear what he wanted. He wanted the NATO to attack Russia directly. 
He went on television and stated that. There's, there's no planting here. This was very clear. So and you're Biden saying that there's almost, a possibility. To fall for it. So you're saying that there's a possibility that the Ukra- that Ukraine made this attack on Poland in order to bait the West or I NATO. Say that the head of NATO said it. What's his name? Stoltenberg or whatever, however you pronounce his name. He said that. Exactly what you just said. I didn't say that. I'm just reporting the news. He said that there's a possibility that the that the rocket was fired from Ukraine, and he doesn't know why. <laughs> and pardon me if I chuckle a little bit. Okay. Tomorrow. I'm with you. Oh, okay. Good. I lost you. Okay. Let's go on to the next subject. Um, Germany. As people might be aware, Germany has been for many decades now and remains since the time of Khomeini, not Khamenei, the present um, uh, a leader of Iran, but Khomeini, the uh, originator of the, of the uh, theocratic uh, 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 dictatorship there. Germany is and remains Iran's largest trading partner in Europe. Germany not only trades with Iran, despite the so-called sanctions that the United States uh, has on it, um, is now expanding in so-called secret talks. They're so secret that we all know about it, of course, and it's been reported by uh, 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 many journalists, of course, none of the left-wing journalists. Um, (laughs) uh, They're now expanding this to buy oil from Iran, which is interesting since Iran does not really have any way to ship oil to Germany, but that's okay. That's an interesting question. What's important here is that Germany, which calls itself so contrite for what it did during the Holocaust, is play-acting while Iran threatens to annihilate 8 million Jews in Israel with full German approval. Germany continues to vote against Israel and with Iran at every session of the United Nations, or the disunited nations, whatever you want to call it, nothing has changed. The Germany of 2022, as I said last week, and the Germany of 1930 is basically the same Germany. And the last of the five shorts that, I'll, that we'll go over for today, Okay. Uh, people need to be aware, the uh, U.S. midterm elections cost the American taxpayer, the American economy, Seventeen billion dollars. Hmm. That's People a lot of aware money. That, that that is a phenomenal yep. number. And by the way, a large portion of that was stolen. But we'll get to that in the next se- in the next session. Okay. Well, we still have another two and a half minutes. Okay. Let's go on now to the 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 the, the next subject, which is I call the state of gold. Now, two comments first of all before we go into the um. Go into details here. Um, first of all, as many people might be aware, I, I, I write notes before every time that we speak here, and anyone who wants them can ask, ask for those notes, and they're freely available. I have recently written a report, The State of Gold, in November 2022. Anyone who wants it can have that uh, uh, report. There is a difference, however. The notes are not copyrighted. The report, State of Gold, it's a short paper, it's about seven pages. 
the reporter said, well, is copyrighted, so you can have it, but you cannot, you're not allowed to spread it around. You can use the notes anywhere you like. They're not copyrighted. You can do whatever you want with them. The report state of gold. Anyone who is a listener here can receive it free of charge um, and uh, uh, just just need to re re request it. But it's not, but it's not for uh, uh, third-party distribution. So people should be aware um, of what's going on with gold in the world. Gold is doing some very strange and wonderful things right now. And a little bit later, uh, a few minutes from now, we'll be talking about FTX, which is one of the hottest topics in the news right now. Right. And uh, that relates very strongly to the subject of gold. And we'll be talking about the, uh, uh, how these two interact with one another. Um, we need to understand that countries all over the world now are buying a great deal of gold. I'm talking about countries buying uh, basically it's their central banks that are doing the buying um, and this is changing basically the financial structure of the world and I'm talking about I've mentioned many times that the you know what hold it right there we have to go to a break we're going to be right back at the Tamar Yono Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And we are talking about some of the things that are happening in the world today. And you just told me during the break, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, who is our guest, a very exciting statement, in fact. Why don't you repeat that for our listeners? Okay, what we all need to understand is that the world is in a process of fundamental change. And I'm not talking about changes around the periphery. I'm talking about fundamental changes. For the first time in human history, there's no growth. Humanity is shrinking. Yes, we reached the uh, 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 milestone of 8 billion people this past week. Um, if people aren't aware of that, they should be aware. But the, if the rate of expansion of humanity has slowed enormously over the past couple of decades. And basically, humanity is shrinking for the first time in history, which means that all economic models that have existed for the past 500 years are outdated. And that is a phenomenal statement. Peter Thiel, who is a, a, a very well-known investor, and evidently a very, very intelligent person, uh, said this past week, without growth, you're not going to solve the polarization, you're not going to solve the nihilism or the anger of any of these things. And that's part of what we're seeing in the whole concept, which uh, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, at the beginning, the, the polarization that's, hap that's occurring today in the United States. We're seeing a lack of fiscal leadership. We've seen that now in the United States for three decades, at very least since the time of Clinton, at very least, perhaps even more than that. Each percentage of rate hikes cost the American taxpayer $250 billion in direct cost. In other words, when the Fed raises the rates, 
by 1%, the bill for that is $250 billion, a quarter of a trillion dollars. So borrowing raises inflation, which raises rates, because that weighs on, on the costs, which forces increased borrowing. This is but the Greeks called this Ouroboros, the, the the snake that eats its own tail. The Biden edition, just in October, was eighty-three billion dollars, two point seven billion dollars of new debt per day during the month of October. Two point seven billion dollars of new debt just per day just in the month of October. Okay, and this non-growth is actually, would you say, a voluntary thing? It's not from, there was some terrible pandemic that wiped out... I don't know if voluntary is the right word. I I know what you're trying to say, and you're correct in that, and I'm 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 not comfortable with the with the phraseology, I don't think there's a, there's a decision here. I think it's something that humanity is going through without having made a decision. Um, a part of it is that the, the, all, all the, 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 the tremendous nihilism of things like uh, the, the so-called transgender movement and the, and the proliferation of, of, uh, 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 of homosexuality. You can like it or dislike it, but whether you like it or not, homosexuality means that there are fewer babies. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a choice. It's a value system of people of the generation it's a today. System. I'm not certain. If, I'm not certain if, if voluntary or choice are the right words because it's not really conscious, but it is a condition of value system. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're seeing a total political gridlock. Uh, uh, Trump lost the popular vote in 2016. Republicans lost the 2018 midterm. Republicans lost the 2020 mid, uh, vote. Republicans lost the 2022 vote. They got uh, um, uh, 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 a mild uh, reprieve in terms of taking control of the House of Representatives. But basically, there's a left bias for voters in the United States. I mean, if a person like Fetterman could actually be elected, that's amazing. I know, I thought so too. Whether, again, whether you like the person personally or not, he does, he's non-functional. He cannot speak and he cannot do, he cannot function at any level. So basically, you've, you've, you've voted in a, 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 a broomstick as a senator in the United States Senate. Let's go on to FTX now. This is a very, very important subject, a very central subject, and it's a subject which sort of shines a light on all of these things that we've been saying till now. Right, more corruption. Go ahead. Well, it's not just corruption. It's well beyond that. But yes, it's, it certainly is corruption. That's the basis here. Here you have this jerk, uh, 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 Sam, whatever his name is, who lost somehow, lost in the sense of not losing money, lost in the sense of misplaced, disappeared. $32 billion disappeared, evaporated. It was the second largest donor to Democrats. $40 million were, demo, were, were, were donated uh, uh, um, uh, uh, to the Democrats just in 2020 for the midterms, as well as many as a lot of uh, as more than 10 million being donated to Biden in 2020. 
Now get this very carefully. People need to understand this statement very, very carefully. Ukraine receives a great deal of money from the American government, voted, to, voted for, for the Ukraine by the Democrats. Ukraine took much of this money and invested it in FTX. Why a country at war would invest vast sums in a very highly speculative market um, is beyond comprehension until you notice that the money that the Democrats donated to Ukraine and Ukraine returned to FT, FTX was then returned to the Democrats to their pockets. Right. And if that's not money laundering. <laughs> okay, so this, okay, so, so the, the usual description, the reaction of people is fundamental issue of public morality needs to be investigated by whom? People aren't aware of this so much, but A, um, FTX was domiciled in the Bahamas. It's not an American company. Can American government uh, agencies audit it or control it or have any responsibility for it? I don't know the law in that sense. I don't know there is any way to do that. Um, by the way, Sam's brother happens to work for the U.S. Congress for the Financial Services Committee. His girlfriend, well, one of his girlfriends, he lives in a, in a commune with something like 10 or 20 people and all have sex with each other every time, but the one who's defined as his girlfriend somehow, um, she was in charge of one of their subsidiaries. And as I mentioned last week, they have some 130 subsidiaries. The subsidiary somehow it's called a research arm. I don't know what that means. Um, gave a private loan to Sam of $1 billion. Anyone think that, that somebody's going to return that loan to somebody? Um, now, after Sam resigned as CEO of FTX, FTX, and FTX had declared bankruptcy, FTX then transferred many billions of dollars to the government of the Bahamas. Personally, I prefer Al Capone. <laughs> <laughs> Al Capone was much, more, was much more reasonable, much more honest, and his word actually meant something. I mean, you can dislike the guy, he's fine, but when he gave his word, it was cast in concrete you, you know i think it, it reflects uh how the the power elites look at the the people that they have such little respect for us and not only not just our money but just for our, our intellect and our values and that they they don't even care if they're caught you know they just will lie some more and finish with it it's just i, I think that's very obvious you're absolutely correct um and these people, first of all, view themselves as a power elite. They view themselves as being empowered. They even view themselves as being as having a moral responsibility to take care of the people in their own light, to force the people into their own mold of what they want. They despise democracy. They always have. And this is what 
some of the things that we talked about in the first segment we, when we talked about how American government has treated Israeli democracy with uh, uh, um, um, vast contempt. Um, but it goes beyond. It even goes beyond just that. I mean, we saw that everybody in in the in the the so-called right-wing news media in the United States, the people like Fox, of uh, what was that? What's that guy's name? Larry Kudlow, who happens to be an educated man and a, clearly a very intelligent man, and he kept on talking about a red wave, and uh, which turned out to be a red fart. We're two weeks after the election in America still hasn't solved the issue of counting the votes. You don't know how to count? I mean, really? How can you not be embarrassed by that? How can you possibly consider that to be anything approximating democracy? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's all a sham, and if you say anything... Then uh, they call you all sorts of names to try to cancel you. They threaten you with all sorts of threats, you know, like anybody who's, who's going to speak against the government. You know, you see this happening everywhere. I think now in Sweden, they, they had some uh, they, they rewrote some law that anyone who says something contrary to the government's line on things or, or something like that uh, can be charged with a, with a criminal crime or something. You can go look that's it up. I don't have it in front of me right now. That somehow doesn't sound right because Sweden just voted in a, a right-wing government for the first time in history. Well, I'm just telling you what I what I saw in the news uh, this this last week. Okay, but I don't um, have it in front of me, so I can't read you everything. Uh, okay, I I, I I I want to guess. I don't. I have no no data whatsoever that maybe you're maybe that it's not Sweden. Maybe it's some other country. But okay, I have no idea. Somehow the two vats don't don't seem to match. Whatever, oh whatever. Here. Anyway, we we know today that Google interferes directly and indirectly with the with the um, uh, elections, as does the FBI, as does many uh, 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 many other organizations, uh, uh, governmental organizations, the so-called uh, three-letter things thingies that they have in the United States. Google interference has already been measured at more than 20%. Again, I'm quoting from Peter Thiel. An endless stagnation. We have grown attached to our soft, comfortable ways, but we do not want to name what they are protecting against. This is very, very strong language for a, a, a person who is a, basically an, an investor. Is there a real difference today in American culture? Between the self-indulgence of obesity, the self-indulgence of the drugs, the self-indulgence of woke and rap, Americans are now more likely to die of drug than a car crash. Again, that's a datum which is frightening, which is horrible. Anybody who is not totally repulsed by that statement needs to check on himself. What degree of optimism is needed to solve the challenge of places like Gary, Indiana, or Bayonne, New Jersey? Places that are unbelievably filthy, entire cities that are slums, that it's literally unhealthy to live there. These are really, really horrible questions. 
Okay, let's go to our last subject that we wanted to cover today. Uh, what I call the corpse of the Syrian nation state. Again, uh, um, uh, uh, I consider this to be something which is uh, 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 newsworthy and not reported on the news. But we need to be aware of it. We need to be aware that this is something that matters to us or should matter to us. Okay. How does Assad fund his government? Okay, so Assad, for anybody who doesn't know, the leader in Syria. Go ahead. Assad, the second generation, his father was the performed a, a, a coup, took over the government from the previous government, and then he, uh, uh, when he died, when he passed away, his son took over from him. Um, Assad controls about somewhere between uh, 20 to 30 percent of what used to be Syria. Syria is not a functioning com- country in any real sense, though the, the most of the world pretends that it is. Um, uh, 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 there are many foreign actors in Syria, from the United States to Turkey to Russia to Iran to, other, to Hezbollah and etc. Okay? So how does Assad fund his government? How is, what, what's, the, what's the source of income for what remains of Syria? Again, people aren't aware of this. It's not reported. Assad's major source of income is the drug trade. Assad sells Americans poison to kill themselves. So 80% of the income of the Syrian government today, the so-called recognized government, is from international drug trade and smuggling. Uh, Syria is a criminal state. And so just put that into perspective, because Iran and North Korea are as well. How does North Korea fund all of these missiles that they've been firing uh, uh, firing off over the past few weeks? Suddenly they've discovered that they have too many missiles around, so they're firing them off. I mean, every missile costs many millions of dollars. These are large intercontinental ballistic missiles. uh, North Korea is one of the poorest countries in the world third of the population is undernourished. So how do they get funding for this? Well, they steal cryptocurrency. They have stolen over the past year some $100 million in cryptocurrency. And how, how do you, does Iran how do you steal? fund what they, what they do? Their and, primary source of income? They trade in opiums. In opiums. How opium do you steal op- cryptocurrency? Opiates. Sorry? How is that done? How do you steal cryptocurrency? Oh, so it's so, you know it's, it's it's called hackers. You do, you go into the oh, since hackers, cryptocurrency okay. is all is all computerized okay. and it's all fake money, so you just you can you can easily transfer uh, funds uh, right transfer it from one place to another and it's it's untraceable. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's that was the point of cryptocurrency to begin with, except it was supposed to be secure because of blockchain. But of course, blockchain is just a technology, and if you have Sufficiently smart individuals, they can circumvent the the, the security that's, that's so. Syria it. is doing that. That's what it's been doing. No, Syria is tr- is drugs. North Korea is primarily um uh uh um uh, uh, um hacking computer okay. crime. Because I was going to say that I'm I'm pretty impressed <laughs> that Syria could do that. Okay, go ahead. Uh, 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 North Korea it, it has a university specifically devoted to to. Of computer crime. 
mm-hmm. an entire university that is devoted to training people for computer computer crime. Iran also does a lot of computer crime. Iran is the one who does both. They do the computer crime and they also do drug, drugs. So they are more sophisticated. They can they can they can they can they can both steal your money and kill you at the same time. Hmm. Okay. So again, all of these things are connected if you actually look at it from uh, as the saying goes from the uh, a bird's eye view um these the, the, the when when there's great change in the world corruption is an obvious result it always has been that way it's un, it's unavoidable the question is what do you do about the corruption and what's happening today in the world is the corruption is becoming more and more rampant um you have uh said to me many times over these past few months that uh, uh, I keep on talking about things that are negative. There's so many awful things happening all over the world today, and everything is really, really difficult right now, and getting more so all the time. Okay, so we've we've covered... <laughs> We have covered, uh, by the way, I just want to say to all of our listeners that can't see what I'm doing, but I did send a whole page of a search for Sweden law, freedom of speech. There's all sorts of publications here from RT News, from News Voice Sweden, from CV, CVV News. It's a, there's also, you know, things talking about this controversial law that uh, they they uh, passed here, which is very questionable over freedom of speech rights and being charged of espionage. If you talk about, hey, look, at least they passed a law, and in in, in 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 Canada, they didn't even bother passing a law. Canada is was you know what? Canada and Australia were two places that really surprised me when uh, the the way they treated their own citizens during this COVID scare. Well, in, in Australia, it was only during the COVID scare. In Canada, it's still going on and it's still intensifying. Very, very, very sad. Very, very sad. Okay, if anybody, if anybody from Canada or Australia wants to write in and weigh in on that, feel free to write me to mar, T-A-M-A-R, at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. So, Mordecai, we've come to the end of uh, the show. You, wanna, you have like uh, 20 seconds. you want to say anything? Add anything? Clarifying Again, uh, this is a time when people need to be very cognizant of what's going on, which is why I'm trying as much as I can to shine some light on news items that don't get generally published. Um, people need to be aware of what's going on. People need to be careful, careful, husband your resources, understand what you need to do to protect yourselves, protect your families. And I want to emphasize that last thing, the ultimate, most important protection anybody can have is their family. And so really keep that in mind. Amen. And that is one of the main Jewish values and uh, other people who are religious and other religions as well. Family, family, family. All right. You have been listening to the Tamariano Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. I should say God and family. Yeah? First God and then family. Uh, and uh, any uh, comments or questions, you can write me, Tamar, T-A-M-A-R, at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. Thank you, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Manachem. Thank you for having me.
If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dots, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumin, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dots from Malaya Dumin, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 